At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host... Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again for our series focused in on last year's Hornets players, taking a look at what they were able to do on the floor for Charlotte and a look to the future as well. Helping me out today as we break down the starting point guard at the start of the season and a key piece to the Hornets rotation all the way through seasons and Devontae Graham, we welcome back Matt Carroll, Hornets Director of Player Programs. Matt, good to have you with us. Devontae was an exceptional player when healthy out there for Charlotte, rewrote the record books in a certain respect when it came to three-point shooting. How would you evaluate the third-year guard out of Kansas? Well, I mean, Devontae is just that player on your team that you can count on. I mean, he's ready. When he's healthy, he is ready to play. He's always got a smile on his face. He loves the game. And I think Devontae's the type of guy that when he's in the game, the team seems like they're under control. Kind of like the big brother being on the court, like, listen, guys, I got this. All right, if you get a little nervous or something's going a little south here, don't worry. Come to me. I'm going to calm him down, give me the ball, and he takes control. So I just like his presence. I like his composure on the court. And he's a leader. I think that's plain and simple. He is a leader. You know, having played the success he had in college for Kansas, and then bringing that right to the NBA. He's a leader. He's a guy you can look to, you can count on, and he's a great teammate and great person with that. In terms of highlights, what are some of the moments and games that stand out to you for what he was able to do on the floor? You know, I think for Devontae, what what really has surprised me, honestly, his ability to just take and make big shots, you know, in a three-point shooter, which I love. And just seeing his ability to shoot threes from range, I mean, I can't tell you how many games I'm watching this season, and he's taking 15 threes in a game. He's making, you know, eight of them over 50%. 
And I'm just thinking to myself, man, the game has changed. You know, three-point shooting is is big these days. But to be able to have the confidence and get that many threes off and shoot a high percentage, you know, he can get on a roll. And when he gets hot, look out. I mean, he can get rolling. So I think of just countless games this season when he was just kind of in his zone. He was getting hot. He scored 20 to 30 points. He's banging threes back-to-back. And that's what I think when Devontae is in the zone, he's making shots, he's feeling confident and rattling those games off when he's scoring, you know, around 30 points, and it is just falling through the net. Martin gives to Graham. Catch and shoot three from the wing. Got another one! Devontae Graham! Four made threes. The Hornets can do no wrong. Everything going down for Team Teal. Ended up with a dozen games of 20 points or more. Two games that he ended up registering 30 or more. Had a very different role this year. Last season, he was the starting point guard, really, and the running mate alongside Terry Rozier, and he took a lot more shots, shot a pretty good percentage from three. This season, maybe a step back in terms of how much shooting was expected of him, and even his point guard duties were shifted with the arrival of LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, too, I might add. Gordon, not necessarily a point forward, but certainly very comfortable having the ball in his hand, so that did take some possessions away from Devontae holding that role, but he shot the best percentage of his career from three, best percentage of his career from the free throw line, and despite some injuries in that altered role, he still continued to be productive. How would you evaluate this season? Because we we all knew it was going to be a big one for him going into his restricted free agency year, a contract year, if you will, for any player is always viewed as important internally and externally. How do you evaluate Devontae Graham's 2020-2021 season? The first thing I want to say about Devontae's season is things change. And going back to last season, Devontae was incredible. I mean, he had a streak last season where he was the talk of the NBA. He was making as many threes as Steph Curry. I mean, just unstoppable, unguardable. And players in the NBA have those moments, right? Have those months, have those weeks where they just are are, are just can't miss. They're on fire. And I think this year the dynamic changed because the Hornets added more talent and the team got better. And I think anytime you bring in a player like Gordon Hayward, an NBA all-star, averaging 20 points a game, and then Terry Rozier improved tremendously over the offseason, came in averaging over 20 points a game this season and was fantastic. And then you bring in a top three pick, LaMelo Ball, who is one of the best young players in the NBA and the talk of the NBA early on and plays the same position as Devontae. I mean, that's not easy. So I think people honestly have to really give Devontae credit instead of criticizing that maybe his numbers flipped a little bit this year and say, wow, the team changed. His opportunity wasn't the same, and he found a way to navigate through all of the additions and kind of find his niche, find his role. You know, who am I? How can I help this team? And the one thing I loved about Devontae this year, with all those changes, is he's a team player. He's going to do what's best for the team first, and that means taking a few less shots than last year. If that means not scoring quite as many points, he'll do it. And I was impressed with just kind of his professionalism because even as a young player in the league, you're hungry. You're fighting for your spot, you know, and he's in that boat where he's he's still scratching and clawing and trying to prove his name in this league. Even though he's had success, it takes years to do that. And I give him a lot of credit for finding his niche throughout the season. And as you mentioned, battling injuries, too. So, you know, I think he did a lot and really had good success this year 
when he was healthy, especially. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, there was a wide range of opinion. Some people just looked at the top line numbers, points per game, assists per game, and said, oh, Devontae must have had a, a setback of a year where I think you and I are on the same page. We actually saw more of what Devontae can contribute, both as a starter, as a reliever, playing with other elite guards, playing on the ball, off the ball. His all-around versatility was really on display this past season. Well, coming up next, we're going to hear from Devontae himself, have his best moments of this season, and he's going to talk about all of the intricacies that went into playing during a pandemic. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center, now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail, or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Now let's welcome in the man himself, Devontae Graham. Devontae, thank you so much for your time. No doubt. You're welcome. Big season for you. You posted the best three-point shooting season of your career in terms of percentage. You ended with the best plus minus on the team. How do you feel about your performance in your third NBA season? It was solid. I mean, for the season, how it was, up and down, dealing with injuries, everybody. But for the most part, you know, just try to do what I do, play solid, have fun. And, and But, yeah, I felt like I had a solid season. When you're trying to evaluate this team and, and its path towards the future, do you look at when some of the injuries started to, to pile up and you guys – found yourselves a little bit short or do you think back to when you were all healthy and you were fourth in the eastern conference and think well if we can play another normal season have a little bit more luck with injury maybe that will be the future we have in store for us oh uh, yeah you gotta look at both i mean you gotta take it for what it is you know injuries are part of the game so you know it's just tough because of the way we went out you know losing five six in a row like that and, and you know everything was going real well so i mean obviously when we were healthy i mean we were four in the in the east so god you look at it as what if but you know moving forward you just you just take it and you learn from it when you have that picture in your mind of this season what moment stands out to you as the one that personifies 2020 2021 that's tough man i'm not sure i'm not I'm honestly not sure right now first on my mind right now just us losing like the way we did so I mean, you want to take that and make it motivate you at this point. In terms of a positive, and could be a moment that you weren't a part of necessarily in terms of like actually taking the shot or making the play, but this team had so many highlights, Terry's dunk on Durant, Miles on any given night, LaMelo's passes, your threes. Is there any one moment that stands out like, man, that was something special? Miles' dunk on Capella was one of the best in-game dunks I've ever seen, so... Now Miles Bridges, he'll go in, dunks it on top of Clint Capella. Are you kidding me? That is number one on Sports Center for the day, week, month, and year. That was definitely a, a dunk I'll never forget. That's true for a lot of people. COVID-19 changed a lot in terms of how the NBA operates this year. A lot of protocols went into place. What's one that you won't be sorry to see go? <laughs> Being able to go to whatever restaurant restaurant I want to eat in that restaurant and eat in that restaurant right being able to be around family without you know restrictions getting them tested and not getting tested every morning (laughs) at 9 a.m so yeah those have been popular how about you know one thing that had to be incorporated in this season for the pandemic that you wouldn't mind keeping as part of your routine I wouldn't want to get tested every day maybe like once a week I I can get tested once a week 
continue testing, but not every every morning couldn't do it. It's unfortunate. It might be something that is with us for a lot longer than just one season. But I mean, do you take some pride, I guess, in in being a part of the NBA community where you know, this re- was really the first league to try and do the bubble to try and get people back to work, get the game back to fans, but did it overwhelmingly safely. Definitely proud to be a part of it. Everybody, you know, who puts all of that effort and time and and work into even getting the fans back in the arenas and, you know, just trying to get a little normalcy, you know, um, definitely thankful to be a part of it. And everyone else around here should be too. What is your overall number one goal here coming up for this offseason? Just to get healthy. Uh, I was battling a lot of nicks and bruises and injuries and stuff like that. Get healthy and, and continue to work. Obviously, you know, that's the 95% of what it is. It's just putting in the work and, and getting better. We've appreciated getting to watch you work and watch you continue to rewrite the record books here for the Hornets for three-point shooting and otherwise. And congrats on a great season. Look forward to seeing you again next year. Appreciate it, man. Look forward to seeing you. Much more coming up after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Our thanks again to Devontae Graham for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. And we welcome back Matt Carroll, Director of Player Programs for the Hornets. Matt, just heard from Devontae. Love that favorite moment for the team. I think it's been a popular one this entire series, that Miles Bridges dunk, certainly the snapshot of the season. Devontae had his iconic moments as well. Is there a specific shot or a specific game where we really saw that next evolution of Devontae Graham? As far as specific, I think what really impressed me is just his range. I mean, how many times was it end of shot clock, end of quarter, and Devontae Graham has the ball in his hands just over half court, and he flings one up there, and it's nothing but the bottom of the net. I mean, I think one in Indiana towards late in the season that he hit, that was incredible. And he just had some moments where the ball's in his hands. I don't care where he is in the half court. He can make that shot, and it looks pure. It doesn't look like he's thrown it up there, and I think he, he, likes, he likes that moment. He likes to be the guy with the ball in his hands taking those deep threes, and I think I always get excited when the, when the shot clock starts winding down and Devontae has the ball. Graham around the Zeller screen. McConnell right with him. Uses it the other way. He's bumped. Ball is loose. Graham retrieves it near the sideline. Three on the shot clock. Has to hover up a 30-footer, and he rips the net cord. Devontae Graham. Maybe that'll get him going. Looking into the future, Devontae is a restricted free agent, so there is obviously a decision that has to be made. We're not going to speculate what exactly will happen. Just want to get your overall thoughts on his future. This is significant because second-round picks, it is not anywhere near a sure thing that they're going to stick in the NBA past one season, let alone two, three, four. And Devontae, I think, has proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that he is not just going to be in the NBA for a significant amount of time, but he is going to be either a starter or a rotation player for the entirety of his career. I'd say that's right. He's proven, he's shown enough in this league that he can obviously be a starter. He's definitely a rotation guy. And I think his rookie year when he was with Kemba, I think it was a great learning year for him. And then once Kemba went to Boston, that's when he kind of was like they opened up the doors and Devontae took over and showed the league what he was all about. And I think with his ability to shoot the basketball, you're going to be a rotation player, number one. 
and a starter, I think, on most teams. So I think he's getting better. I mean, you watch him, the, the work he puts in, just knowing his game and learning his game, learning about this league, and his skill set is just so high. His ability to shoot threes off the dribble, off pick and rolls. He can make shots when he gets into the lane, his little floaters, little touch shots. He's a smart player. He can pass. He can be a playmaker. I mean, he just has a great skill set that really fits in this day and age in the NBA. There's a couple of either second-round picks or non-draft picks that kind of came to mind as I was trying to think of what his future might be. And these are not direct comparisons. These are just you know generally the same type of size, same type of position, and trying to forecast how things will go. One was Gilbert Arenas, who was a second-round pick of the Warriors uh, back in, I think, 2000, 2001, and ended up obviously having a, a couple of all-star seasons with Washington and playing a long time in the NBA. The other is a current guy, Fred Van Vliet, who went undrafted out of Wichita State, but managed to work his way into a full-time starting role and a max contract. And, oh, by the way, got himself a championship ring as well as part of that 2019 Toronto Raptors team. Both guys that really had to work their way. There was nothing given to them or assumed for them in terms of their NBA careers. But I think significant in terms of comparing them to Devante in that both had lengthy college careers. And I don't know if, you know, fell into the second round or out of the draft is the right way to put it, but it feels like with all the productivity they had and Devante had in college, maybe more people should have been on the ball to know that this was going to be a successful NBA player. But in any case, both those guys ended up getting really big paydays. Again, not to speculate too much, but where do you see Devante in terms of a comparable player in the in the arc of his career as he is headed into restricted free agency? I think those are good comparisons. I mean, I played against Gilbert Arenas for a long time. I think Gilbert, a little bit different. I think athletically, before Gilbert had his injuries, you know, he was a high-level athlete getting to the rim and finishing. But like Devontae, really talented, sharpshooter. And Van Fleet has turned into something special, obviously, given the opportunity now. But I think with all those players, I think they play with a chip on their shoulder. You know, something to prove every night, every practice, every game. You know, Devontae being a second-round pick, I mean, that means something for guys. It's like guys that were undrafted to get into the NBA, you got something to prove. And I think that's been Devontae's mentality is like, i got to prove myself. i got to show that I belong in this league. And he's done just that and more. But I think with his ability to shoot the basketball, and I'll go back to shooting because when you're a guard in this league, you've got to be able to knock down threes. And that's what Devontae has going for him. You can put him in a game. You can run a team. He's smart, good IQ. But he makes open shots. He can make threes off the dribble. And I think that is just such a huge value. And that's what all teams are looking for these days. Last one before we wrap it up here on Devontae. I was listening to a podcast, I think it was about the Minnesota Timberwolves a few weeks ago, and one of their beat writers is being asked, a lot of fans are saying we should keep player A versus player B. How do you forecast things will go in the future? And he kind of laid it out as, why don't we keep everyone? Because the problem for teams that are young, that are having a hard time cracking into the playoffs, is not that they have to make a decision between starting and rotation level players, is that they need to acquire more of them. Knowing that Devontae is a rotation level player for this Hornets team, and we've seen what kind of success he can have there, what type of role do you think he would best fit for Charlotte moving forward, knowing what pieces the Hornets already have under contract, both at his position and alongside his position? I think he fits right in. You know, I mean, I think with Lamelo, with Terry Rozier, 
you know, is such a dynamic score. I think right there, I think Devontae fits right in. You know, you need more than just two guards. Devontae is the type of player that can play point guard or off guard. You know, I think now it's more or less are you a guard, and they expect you to be able to pass and shoot and handle. So I think he fits right in with this Hornets team perfectly like he has since he's been here. But I think Devontae would fit in pretty much on, on most teams. So I'd like to keep him, <laughs> you know. So I think he'd be he'd be a great fit for the sport. I would agree with you. I think uh, you know the tough part about guys like Devonte is they've done so well. There's a lot of people that would want Devonte Graham on their team, so uh, he w- he will certainly be popular. There are no easy decisions uh, when it comes to uh, arranging a roster. That's why the best in the business, Mitch Kupchak, is in charge. But it'll be a very interesting off season. I think one where Devonte will be extremely popular. I guess the next step for him is showing not just that he can be a productive player and starter and rotation player in this but can do so consistently on a playoff level and hopefully one day championship level team. I think that's the next step. And the reality is you only get to prove that is if you get that opportunity. So I think all players want that, but the next step will be hopefully here in Charlotte, getting an opportunity to prove it, you know, when the bright lights are on in the playoffs. Absolutely. He took step one last season by just cracking the rotation and being a full-time starter on then this most recent season, helping guide the Hornets to their first postseason appearance in five years. And now we'll see what the next step has for Devontae Graham. But we've certainly enjoyed covering him. Matt, thank you for helping me break down the Hornets' third-year guard, Devontae Graham. You got it, Sam. That was fun. And thanks to all of you as well. We'll have another edition, another player breakdown of the Hornets Hivecast in a couple of days. For now, for Matt Carroll, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here today. And we'll talk to you next time on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.